Welcome to Life Meet, right to life of Michigan's bi-weekly podcast going in-depth on pro-life news and issues. I'm your host, Chris Gast, RLM's Director of Communication and Education. Happy Friday, everybody. Today's feature, we're going to look at abortion pill reversal, uh, both the legislation that we're proposing or going to be proposing in Michigan and just some practical aspects of it. Uh, first, let's get into a couple of news stories. Uh, The biggest news story, the one that got the most attention, was Planned Parenthood updating their annual report. Uh, The annual report seemed to be coming a little later than usual. A lot of people suspected it was because uh, they don't want the news story to be focused on how their abortions are increasing while they're trying to fight to save their federal funding. But of course, their abortions uh, did increase uh, with the release of the annual report. If you actually take a look at the numbers... Uh, in the last year, um, their abortions were up about uh, 1%. Uh, clients uh, continued to drop. They lost 100,000 clients. Um, you should give the abortion numbers. They did 328,348 abortions. Uh, we shouldn't gloss over that as just a statistic. That's a massive loss of life. Uh, if Planned Parenthood were put on the list of uh, most common causes of death in America, they'd be number three. Uh, their 328,000 is just behind heart disease and cancer, both around uh, 500,000 deaths a year. Uh, so that's a massive, massive loss of life. Um, we'll get into this a little bit more uh, in two weeks. There'll be the feature um, because I want to focus on, you know, a lot of the pro-life movement is very good now about explaining how that 3% uh, figure they use, only 3% of our services are abortion is faulty, how they count services kind of funny um but i think kind of get a little bit lost in that simple debunking is when you look more deeply they really engage in some serious funny business to get to that three percent and it's very cynically done um and uh not just that but uh i mean the way they do it is just transparently foolish and no journalist or for that matter, no supporter will actually sit down with you and look at their annual report and will acknowledge, yeah, that's shady. That's very sad. But we'll get into that more in um, two weeks. The next story I wanted to talk about was the Center for Medical Progress uh, sort of released a new video. I say sort of. A lot of people saw um, it was uh, the title of the video was simply Preview. And it had a lot of short clips, a couple of which we've seen, uh, some of which we haven't, from National Abortion Federation conferences, uh, just very explicitly uh, talking and joking about dismembering children in the womb. It's very shocking stuff. Um, Now, the National Abortion Federation is like the trade group for abortionists. They all go and talk about uh, their experiences killing children, how more effective they can be, stuff like that. If you remember, uh, the NAF, the National Abortion Federation, sued David Daleiden, and it's still in court today. And they are blocking hours and hours of footage uh, that we should have the benefit of seeing. Judge William Oreck, uh, is a was in his previous life before a federal judge, a uh, bundler who helped uh, President Obama raise several hundred thousand dollars. 
Now he's sitting on the bench, and it's unfortunate that it's so easy to accuse a sitting judge of being uh, overtly biased on a particular political issue, but as we've seen time and time and time again on the abortion issue, getting a fair hearing from a, a judge who supports abortion is essentially impossible. Well, I say uh, that the videos were sort of released. Uh, everyone kind of posted it. It got a lot of attention. Um, There's a great article in National Review covering the videos. But uh, when it first released, I'm like, oh, there's a new Center for Medical Progress video. But the Center for Medical Progress wasn't posting it. There was no press release. Um, there was no notes on their website. Usually they roll those things out all at the same time. I thought it was very strange. Well, turns out the video was a private link on their YouTube channel. Uh, and that's one that is not posted publicly. You have to know the link and be able to find it. And so they didn't want that to be out publicly because, again, they're in court against the National Abortion Federation, and now they might uh, hold David Leiden and the Center for Medical Progress in contempt uh, for letting that footage out. Of course, you know, from a First Amendment perspective, undercover journalism, it should be out. And it's horrible that it's not. And it's horrible that a pro-abortion judge whose fundraising bundler for the president who appointed him is standing in the way of the public who has a right to know this. Um, but the fact of the matter is that he is in court and I don't think this was supposed to get out there and everyone just kind of ran with it. Uh, we kind of hesitated a little bit because I don't think that's supposed to be out there but everyone started posting about it and so um, now that uh, copy of the video is still floating out there in the ether um, you can still find it on some sites. Some other people have uh, saved the video uh, so that you can find it. Again, and the video is just a preview of footage to come. I don't think that this uh, footage will remain forever uh, blocked by court action. And so I look forward to seeing that when it finally comes out and we see all of those videos. One more piece of news I wanted to briefly touch on. Our Choose Life license plate passed the Michigan House. It was a bipartisan vote. Two uh, Democrats voted for it. One pro-life Democrat, one um, Democrat who will sometimes, sometimes not vote for legislation. So it's always positive we can get bipartisan legislation. We always wish both major parties were both uh, competing with each other to see who is more pro-life and protective of the unborn child. But uh, this is, again, uh, a fundraising license plate that would provide money to pregnancy help initiatives, um, adoption help. Also, uh, there's a provision added in there to uh, do some suicide prevention stuff because, of course, assisted suicide euthanasia are uh, some of our pro-life issues that we deal with. And so uh, this now actually has to go to the Senate again. It already passed the Senate. Uh, there's a little procedural thing. It's not really a change to the bill, but it has to uh, be reapproved by the Senate, and then it can be presented to the governor. And of course, as we've said, Governor Snyder is a real roadblock. He's not very fond of fundraising license plates, and so uh, we'll have to try to convince him that the Choose Life license plate is a great thing, especially when, uh, as our legislative director at Rivet's fond of saying, um, every other state on the I-75 corridor already has one. So let's join the club. All right, uh, let's get into our feature of the day, abortion pill reversal. 
Now, uh, there's a couple of things. First, we'll just talk about the uh, legislative aspect. And uh, I'm not sure if the bill's been introduced yet. It's kind of in the works. But it was a major topic of our legislative day. And uh, the bill would be very simple. It's just a matter of informed consent, informing women who are having a abortion using RU46 that abortion pill reversal is an available option. Now, um, it's very simple. Uh, informed consent. Everyone should support informed consent. Um, Pro-abortion people tend to really hate abortion pill reversal. Why? I don't know. Well, <laughs> let's be honest. We all know. Um, if they were really, if they were really all about personal autonomy and choice, they would 100% support a woman who has uh, taken an abortion pill and immediately regrets it uh, to find a way, uh, at a last-ditch attempt to save the life of her child. But unfortunately, we know that it's really all about abortion. Uh, the very fact that women can regret abortion undermines the very uh, idea that we could take the life of an unborn child, and so they don't want that to be out there. Very, very unfortunate they take that position. Uh, but again, you know, it's just informed consent. Uh, this really shouldn't be that big of a deal. Now, um, and, you know, the abortion movement will at the same time try to imply, well, uh, there's no women that regret uh, having a medical uh, abortion. And so, again, it's like, well, if you're an informed consent, shouldn't cut into your profits at all. Um, actually, it's kind of, uh, you know, if they've already, if women have already taken, you know, the first pill before they attempt a pill reversal, I'd imagine they've already paid for it, the abortion, that is. Um but, uh, you know, we'll get into those other arguments here, too, now, um, of why uh, the abortion movement really would oppose this legislation. Um, first, I just want to mention that this is, uh, you know, give a medical disclaimer here. Uh, this is, the abortion pill reversal is an organization. It is run by uh, licensed medical practitioners. I am not a licensed medical practitioner. So uh, if you're listening to this and, uh, you know, by some chance you have just taken a RU46 pill and you are seeking a reversal, I would encourage you to call Abortion Pill Reversal's hotline. Uh, they have uh, information about it. Their hotline number is 877-558-0333. They are medical professionals. Always consult a medical professional in your particular situation. This is just educational and in, uh, informational, uh, just public information for your benefit. So, with that disclaimer out of the way, um, this is a legitimate medical procedure. Uh, one of the uh, things that uh, abortion supporters try to say is, well, this has not been tested. Well, it has been. Uh, there's been a limited study already, and um, the doctors behind this abortion pill reversal network are working on releasing a new study. Uh, the treatment itself is uh, it's already been FDA approved, uh, actually. Uh, the abortion movement will try to say, well, this has not been cleared by the FDA. Well, uh, the treatment used in abortion pill reversal is basically just natural progesterone, a natural hormone that sustains a pregnancy. In an RU46 abortion, the first pill, RU46, blocks 
progesterone to the baby. The baby is starved of nutrients and the baby dies. And then uh, a second pill, misoprostol, is taken uh, to initiate labor and uh, expel the body of the dead child. And as we've talked about, the reality of RU46 abortions, uh, unlike a surgical abortion, the woman has to deal with this uh, typically at home, typically in the bathroom on her own, and uh, depending on how far along the pregnancy is, uh, the body of the child is very visible. So natural progesterone is uh, a, it's already FDA approved. It's been used for uh, half a century already uh, to help with fertility, uh, women with high risk of recurring miscarriage. Um, it's, again, it's been very, it's very well tested. It's a legitimate medical procedure. It's simply using it in a off-label manner, um, which is fine. Actually, RU46 uh, for years, uh, well, since the beginning, has been used in off-label uh, by the abortion industry. Uh, abortion, the FDA said it's only safe up to a certain point of time, uh, and then the abortion industry said, eh, who cares, we'll just use it later in pregnancy. And so the abortion industry complaining about FDA off-label use is kind of rich. Um, but again, this is a uh, relatively safe treatment. Obviously, no treatment uh, is without any side risks, um, side effects. But again, this is not some sort of strange experimental treatment. This is, already has decades and decades and decades of medical literature behind it. And so um, the real concern uh, then is, is it effective? And uh, studies that have been done, uh, research that has been done so far by the doctors behind this network say, yes, it is. Uh, so far, they, they have found, um, and it's really crucial that women don't take the second pill. If they, if they take the second pill in a, in, a, in a medical abortion, there's basically nothing that can be done. The medical abortion is going to be complete. However, uh, women who take the first pill and then within a certain period of time, um, a certain number of hours after that, uh, and they take this natural progesterone, uh, the doctor found uh, in this latest study, which is going to involve about 300 patients, that the success rate is about 60 to 70 percent. And so that's really, really encouraging. Uh, you went from basically a, a very small chance of your child surviving to a very large chance. And another thing the abortion industry tries to say is, well, you know, if you don't take the second pill, if you just take RU46, most of those uh, most of those pregnancies will continue anyway. That's uh, not exactly true. RU46 is not entirely effective. Uh, some women will have to go back for a surgical abortion, but uh, RU46 is generally effective in taking the life of an unborn child. Uh, they kind of uh, goose the numbers a little bit by saying, by saying, well, if the pregnancy continues but the child is dead, then that counts as a success rate. Uh, that's not actually going to comfort a woman who doesn't want to take the life of her child anymore. What she really wants is a live child. That's what she really wants, and so that 60 to 70 percent is a, is a huge number and represents uh, many lives saved. Uh, in the case of that study with 300 patients, that's hundreds of lives saved. Now, uh, the concern then um, with the after the effectiveness issue is addressed is, uh, well, will the child be uh, deformed? Is that RU46 going to hurt the child? We don't want disabled children, now do we? Um, 
which is uh, you know let's let's break that down a little bit. Um, first of all, uh, oh, that's not actually the case. Um, research has shown that children um, who have not been successfully aborted by IU-46 have not really, uh, the research we have so far, have not, are not in any way deformed. Uh, there's no uh, great increase of risk of birth defects beyond uh, just natural risk. Um, there's not a lot of there there for their argument. But of course, that argument uh, will still exist. But let's take that argument, though, and break that down a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so what they're saying there is that uh, women should be denied information about this because uh, the child that may that they uh, you know, originally was going to be dead is, is now alive, but that child has a birth defect or uh, a medical condition in some way. Well, to a woman desperate for a better chance to save the life of her child, um, doesn't she want to save the life of her child? If you know that that whole argument is uh, premised on the fact that a dead child is preferable to a live child with health issues. Now, what does that say about us as a society in terms of disabilities or uh, chronic medical issues? You know, you look at it this way, who among us actually doesn't have a chronic medical issue? I mean, just myself. I, uh, I'm nearsighted. I, I don't see as well. Um, I, I know many people with other minor to major medical issues. None of us is in perfect health. All of us is disabled in some sense. Maybe it's a minor way, maybe it's a major way. But our human value is not dependent on our capacity to see very well or how well our heart works, how smart we are, uh, if all of our limbs function perfectly. All of those are just capacities. We are human beings and inherently valuable. And then... Um, Taking that to another level, then uh, the woman's desperate to save life of her child. You know, even if that were true, so what if the child might have a slightly higher risk of a birth defect, which they don't, uh, from what we could tell so far? Um, what sort of sick society would deny women a common, FDA-approved, fifty-year-long history treatment to save the life of their child simply because the child may have a disability or health condition? Think about that. What really, when we say that women should be informed of this option, uh, really what the abortion movement wants is to erase this treatment as an option. Erase the ability for women to learn about this. Prevent this from being done. They want to deny children a chance to save their life because they may be disabled. That's sick. Now, a lot of people may not think about it. A lot of people get really funny when it comes to uh, pregnancy, children with disability. I understand it's, ex it's extremely hard. I know, I know uh, many people whose children have mental or physical disabilities, chronic health conditions, whatnot. But when you really think about it, it's kind of sick that we would say that we must deny treatment uh, because we don't want children to survive uh, even with a disability. And so uh, we're going to bring this legislation in Michigan. Uh, it should be successful in the, in the legislature. It's very pro-life. Uh, it's very simple, informed consent. 
be excited to see when this new study comes out to see a few more details as the doctors continue to uh, use this. Uh, you know, it's experimental in a sense, but um, use this procedure, refine techniques. Um, already, the fact that uh, they they can report a sixty to seventy percent uh, case of success in saving the life of children is very important. And you know, the fundamental bottom line is some women immediately take that abortion pill, they immediately regret it, they need to have an option uh, that's available, that's safe, as medical literature has indicated uh, over, over many, many years, relatively safe, uh, they need to have this available. So I encourage you to keep your eyes peeled. We'll have more information about this as the legislation comes out. And again, we'll be calling on, on you out there to help debunk the sort of myths that will get brought up in order to uh, oppose this legislation. And again, there's there's really no legitimate reason to oppose this, even if you consider yourself pro-choice. Women ought to be informed. All right, that's all the time we have for this edition of Life Beat. Join us again in two weeks where we're going to cover Planned Parenthood's annual report and look in more detail about how they cook the books. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful weekend.